Welcome to Around the Table. We've been exploring the topic of denomination versus congregationalism, and we're returning to it again today with a focus on the benefits of being part of an interconnected brotherhood. If you've missed parts one and two of this series, we encourage you to listen to those as well. We read in Hebrews, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. What a wonderful vision Paul had for the church, a connected body worshiping together, a body of believers bound together by our love for Jesus Christ and his word, reflecting God's love, grace, and truth. Greetings to each one of you. I'm thankful today to be joined by Craig Martin, who is the elder at our Princeville, Illinois Church, as well as Brother Ken Wietrich, the elder of our Indianapolis, Indiana congregation. My name is Ben Wiegand, and I'm the elder at our Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Church, as well as Washington, D.C. and Tucson, Arizona. Today, we're looking forward to continuing our discussion about the role of our local churches versus our national church. And today we will focus on the national church and what are those things that do bind us together and how we can individually strengthen those points of connectedness. As Paul mentioned in Hebrews 10.25, one of the blessings that we have is our ability to worship together. We realize it's often easier just to stay at home or worship in our local church, but I believe we've all had wonderful experiences over our lifetimes when we've had the chance to be with those in other of our apostolic Christian church congregations. Brother Craig, let's start with you. Maybe you could share with us some of the personal experiences that you've had as you've worshiped with other of our congregations. Sure. Over the past few years, I've visited many congregations and and one comes to memory is, is Silverton, Oregon. And that's quite a ways away from Princeville, Illinois. And so just to go there and meet the brethren. And it, and it is a blessing to see how the, the common bond that far away that we have in Christ Jesus. And myself being a, a farmer, I know this isn't spiritual, but being a farmer, I was really interested in their farming practices and their ag production. And in staying with the brethren there, learning about their way of life was very interesting to me. But I was so encouraged to see that the desire and the sincerity that they have for Jesus and his love. And it's just so encouraging for me to go that far away and to see the Holy Spirit working in believers' lives. Thank you, Brother Craig. It's a wonderful example of across the miles, maybe have never even been there before. And yet when we go there, we just feel we can feel right at home and and feel that same love that Christ um, has showed us in our lives. Brother Ken, maybe some experiences you'd like to share with us. Yeah, a couple of thoughts in these examples. Um, Growing up in Francisville, my dad was part of a singing group that traveled and, um, in the late 60s, 70s, we would go to Alabama and Kentucky frequently to sing in the young churches that were being established there. And, um, you know, those experiences, even though I was unconverted at the time, they taught me uh, the need to meet people where they, they are as the gospel is shared. And then as a young convert, I was so blessed to get connected early on to 
brothers in Taylor, Missouri, Gridley, Roanoke, Morton, Illinois. And that, that was so critical in my spiritual formation. So, you know, we traveled to each other's homes a lot. And in doing that, I learned from their families and their home churches. And sure, there was, uh, you know, a little difference in custom or tradition, but undoubtedly the same spirit that brought us together in Christ, sitting around the table together and hearing how they saw things and what they'd learned, it was, was enjoyable. And so still today, to visit one of our congregations, and you name any of them, we just enjoy and embrace each other's local traditions, but we know that we're one in the Lord. No, thank you, Brother Ken. And one of the things that's it's amazing is often as I talk to uh, co-workers at, at my place of occupation, that some of these relationships that we have formed that aren't even family members or people we've never known, maybe back in the young group, now 30, 40 years later, there still is that, that connectedness to us. And as we as we went through different times of our life or different chapters of our life, making those efforts is, again, as Paul says here, we consider one another and we take the time to, uh, to, to worship together and to sit around the table and to, to learn with them. It, it's so encouraging for us and it does bind our hearts together. Um, you know, Craig, anything that, uh, that any experiences you would say from, from the young group or as you've grown up that have been important to you now or you're, as you're a little bit older in your, in, in your walk with Christ? Yeah, you know, like at church conferences or or at Princeville, we have an invited guest, and and just those relationships that were made years ago, it's so heartwarming again to reconnect at these events, and uh, you know we can share common concerns about raising our children, about common concerns of our own spiritual walk, and with the Lord, and it's just a blessing to be part of that national brotherhood. You know, Brother Craig, you know, this may be too personal of a question, but I know at times in our own family circles, we may have challenges that may, when we travel to other places, they have, we may meet people with similar challenges. Any, any, have there been experiences in your life where maybe sharing some of the experiences that you've had with others has been maybe helpful to them or helpful to you? Anything you'd like to share with us around that topic? Yeah, several times. I can think of two where God orchestrated um, people with struggles. And uh, I just had a conversation. I was going through some of those same struggles where we were able to help each other. The last one being in, in Ritman, Ohio at the, uh, uh, no, I guess it was Smithville, Ohio is where the last one was. And a, a mother was struggling with one of her children. And it, and it just really, I could relate to that with my own family. And so God, I think, orchestrates these type of relationships and didn't even know each other before. No, I appreciate that, Craig. And, and I think part of what you're sharing is, is this, again, this fulfilling of a consideration of another to A, to spend some time with them, to listen to them. I think all of us are so busy in life that we could easily, after a long day of meetings in church or a long work week, it'd be easy for us just to sort of go and recede into our own bubble of maybe of our family or, or into our, um, uh, you know, into our local church. But the examples that, that you've shared, um, and we'll turn to Brother Ken here in a second, um, have allowed us, as you said, God orchestrating or God's providence in bringing us together with other people that can be a help to us in connecting us to each other so that his will and his ways 
it could be maybe more fully known than than if than if we wouldn't have done some of those things. Again, to him be the glory, and, and it's his work. Brother Ken, any experiences maybe in your uh, young group life or middle aged life that uh, again where God has brought people together, um, maybe in your life to uh, to help be connected and to to give Him glory. Yeah, Ben, I, I, uh, Lynn, and I have been a, a recipient of those Princeville's Invite a Friend weekends, and and I guess I would, I just would reflect. You know, you get older and you appreciate those uh, connections made by God's providence. But you know, for me, you know, referring again to those young group days, they still thrive. I have learned more from those brothers and their wives. Um, in fact, one of those early mentors is now a mentor to me in the elder body. And, uh, and I, I'd, I'd throw out potlucks too. So years ago, I don't know why or how, but the Roanoke, somebody from Roanoke invited Francisville out. Lynn and I were in Francisville at the time. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the invitation. You gotta, you gotta go. And, um, wow, we had so, uh, such deep friendships and relationships helping each other through growing, uh, growing up in the Lord and our children. So yes, those are very real and meaningful, um, um, you know, 40 years later. You know, Brother Ken, if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe that uh, your wife was originally from the Indiana area. H- how was it that you actually were able to connect? Well, that uh, goes back to those young group days where a group of those brothers from I think Roanoke and Taylor and Morton invited me to go to Minnesota with them. One of their families had a cabin there and um, we went, you know, we, we had a blessed time together. And then we went to Morris to church on Sunday and Wednesday night. And uh, there I met my, uh, what would be my bride to be. You know, I think a lot of times we can, uh, we read the story of Peter uh, walking on the water and taking steps of faith and, and certainly uh, we're in very different uh, um, times and very different uh, physical environments. But again, I think, you know, to us in, in our lives where God asks us to go places um, and we're not sure exactly what's there, maybe had never been to those places or is, is maybe thousands of miles away, but a trust and a belief that if we, if we if we follow him and, as you said, get out of our comfort zone and and, and be with those of like-minded faith, there can be a blessing. One of the things that's amazing to me, and I'll turn it to you, Craig, is as, as I've heard the traveling, as I've heard these different um, accounts going to different churches, you know, I don't hear a lot about um, uh, the things that maybe be unique to those churches. We acknowledge them, but what I hear a lot about is those things that are that make you feel a peace or a calm uh, around maybe you know the, the love of the brotherhood, etc. What what do you believe is it that that helps bind our hearts together as as a national church, brother Craig? From your experiences as you've traveled. Yeah, it's it's really it's just Jesus Christ and uh, the common bond and, and the uh, the remembrance of his life, his death, his suffering, and the resurrection, and then someday being united with him and with each other. No question, um, I think Jesus, when he was here upon earth, he uh, he said, "Show the world." who I am by the love that you have for for one another and the love that I've had for you. So we can't do that on our own, but when we are redeemed, our hearts are regenerated. It wells up a living water within us. And through the washing of the regeneration of the word and by fellowshipping one with another, it brings together that common bond. 
that we can have in Christ. No, thank you, Craig. You know, Ken, maybe you could speak to this. What I'm hearing from Craig is, is that as we go to different places and we have these vehicles of potlucks and we have the vehicles of invite a friend and, you know, back in my day, it was ACYF um, singing together. Again, that was more unconverted, but then as a teacher, we would take our students there. Um, these were different vehicles where we could see the, what I call the living faith of believers lives become real to us, that uh, this is something that wasn't just on a Sunday or a Wednesday, but an everyday walk of life that they went through. You know, Ken, is that your testimony or your experiences as you've seen the faith in Jesus Christ lived out in lives as you went from church to church? Totally. Uh, the, the gospel is what binds us together and living it out. So for me, um, you know, it starts with family, right? Your aunts and uncles and those that are around you and you learn and then it expands it expands in our brotherhood. So, you know, living the gospel, uh, it it does create community as we live it out with each other. It's what brought us together originally, and it's it's what keeps us together now. So what I hear, I, I just agree so completely that growing up or growing in grace or wisdom or, or your character, it, it doesn't just happen as we learn from the preaching or teaching in church. It it often happens as we live life and we have heartaches or we we have um, reason to learn from each other. It's their deep relationships that we enjoy in our families and church that uh, teach us how to live. So that's what binds us together. Thank you, Brother Ken. And, and now let's sort of transition this maybe even into us now as elders. You know, one of the things that we try to do um, on a yearly basis, and now with multiple memorandums a year, a spring and a fall memorandum, um, we read them uh, twice a year, uh, sometimes by ourselves, but sometimes we go out two by two. And, you know, Brother Craig, maybe share a little bit about um, your experience as, as you've taken the same memorandum, but maybe read it uh, with a, a fellow elder. How, how has that experience went for you? How, how do you choose who you invite to, to bring in? And, and what have you learned uh, from those experiences? Yes. So uh, rather new at the eldership, mostly for the memorandums and, and church functions so far, I've just used some local central Illinois churches and, and brother John from Minneapolis. So I've not really reached out too far. Maybe I should start doing that, but um, it's been a blessing just to get to know them and to learn from them, you know, being new um, for me. Um, it's just a little uncomfortable coming into a group of bunch of new brothers. And yet I felt the warmth and the love. And, um, you know, I was always a little bit intimidated coming into a meeting like that. And, uh, and, and I shouldn't be because they, I have been received so well. So I appreciate so much the, the brotherhood and the eldership of how they work together. Thanks, Brother Craig. It looks like we may need to get you a map so you can look east of a few times uh, to where Brother Ken is at and, and some of us in, in Ohio. But you can understand the, the evolution of the invitations um, over time. Uh, Brother Ken, how has your experience went in terms of inviting uh, elders to help you in, the, in church work? Well, it's uh, for me and Craig, we were put in the same time. And uh, initially, I, I too thought geographically, I was concerned about inconveniencing others. But, it, you know, it, it's always a good experience. Then I had other brothers uh, invite me out beyond that little area. And it was 
and it was no surprise. I've experienced it all my life where when you get to go, you, you just learn. Uh, to Craig's point, you know, we, it's intimidating, but that's not all bad because then we pray and plead with God to, uh, to give us his spirit and walk with us. And, and it always happens. Uh, so it's been, I've learned by being invited then to think more strategically about who can come here and, and, um, and enjoy and benefit from them being in Indy. No, I appreciate that thought, Brother Ken. As you said, one of the gifts that we have is even as we read in Scripture, is is multiple gifts in the body, and and some are more teachers, and some are more preachers, and yeah. and and some you know have different ways about them that uh, are needed at our church at a different time. And so, being very thoughtful and, and trust the Holy Spirit would move us to uh, to um, you know to identify the right brother to uh, to come and to help with a different work. I think is a wonderful blessing. And then, as you said, sometimes it's 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 probably none of us have a calendar that is such that uh, we're always able to to go. But it seems like, and maybe Brother Craig, you can talk about the times you went to other places. How have you felt when you went there? Has it been a good experience for you? Have you learned? Are there things you've been able to bring back to Princeville, or or maybe new insights about uh, the memorandum as the Spirit has taught to you that has been a help to you as you've maybe went to other churches to work together? Absolutely. <clears throat> Like I said, going uh, to other churches is a little bit apprehensive always for me. And But then on the way home, the learning that I've received and just to see how God has worked in those churches and that elder brother has been very faith building for me and very encouraging for me. So it's been a really good experience for me. I have to be forced to travel. Um, it's not something I naturally do but it's been a good experience for me. Thanks for those thoughts, Brother Craig. You know, one of the things that you're highlighting is, is really the benefit of, of communicating and getting to know our brother and worshiping together. And it helps us solve a lot of problems that when we don't know each other, Satan can try to come in and, and challenge us in, in how we think. You know, maybe you have a biblical example of, of how you see this playing has played out in an older New Testament time that you could share with us. Yeah, so, you know, in the Bible, in the New Testament, it says we should learn from the examples that we can read about in the Old Testament. And then in the book of Joshua, if you remember, they were getting ready and going to conquer the land of Canaan with God's help. And Joshua was their leader. And there were two and a half tribes that went to Joshua and said, we would like to stay on the east side of the river, if that's okay, and build our homes here. And Joshua granted them that request so long as they would go in and help the brethren on the west side of the river and conquer the land of Canaan. And then they could come and reestablish their homeland on the east side of the river. And while they, after they had conquered the land of Canaan, for the most part, they were ready to go back and settle in their homelands as individual tribes. And so the two and a half tribes were going back and before they crossed the river, they set up an altar as a remembrance of the altar at Shiloh. And Moses and Joshua had instructed the people to obey all the commands of the Lord. And here was this altar as a remembrance or resemblance so that the children would not forget that the land of Canaan was one given to them by God. 
but it wasn't the real altar. It was just a, a resemblance. And here the other tribes, the nine and a half tribes, had come to her hear about this altar and were pretty upset. And so they sent Phineas and a group of men to go see what was happening. And as they went, they confronted them and they found out their motive was not to build another altar to another God, but to help that their children remember to go and worship at the altar at Shiloh. And so after all this discussion was made, they, they understood each other of the motive and why they were doing what they were doing. And so we can learn from that in our day and time. Sometimes there are misunderstandings. And how do we respond to those misunderstandings? And there's some principles in the Bible that will teach us on how to respond to these misunderstandings. And the first one was, as you read that story in Joshua 22, is they responded because they were concerned to keep God's holiness in their tribes. And that's a very good concern. And they also responded with courage to confront in love. Phineas, when he went there, he wanted to show love and keep God's holiness in those tribes. And we should respond with an attempt always to reconcile and not to tear each other down. And then determine that you will see the situation from the perspective of the other person. And then also determine that you will believe the best of one another. And so we know that we have an adversary that wants to divide us and tear us apart. But through God's word and through the gospel, we can overcome and go into the land of Canaan, so to speak, and live a victorious life in Jesus Christ. So that would be my my encouragement to our congregations throughout all our na- nations. Thanks, Brother Craig. It's it's a wonderful example of when we think the best of others, and, and as Brother Ken said earlier, we meet them where they are. Uh, the things of this world that grow strangely dim in the light of God's glory and His grace as we sing in a hymn, and, and the one who tries to divide us turns out to be, as we know, he's the deceiver, he's the liar, and we can get pointed uh, to truth. Uh, Brother Ken, any, any thoughts you'd like to share with us as we would close this session together? Well, listening and thinking about what we've been talking about, I'd, I'd give a shout out to everyone in that not everybody grew up in the church, not everybody has had great experiences along the way, but we can. What we've tried to describe is the the makings of a community that is bound together in Christ. And that's real. It's not just about attending an assembly together, but it's about living together. And we And we shouldn't be surprised when there are differences. There's always been differences of conviction and practice, but that's why Paul had to go back to Jerusalem a couple of times to understand each other and spend time together. So I would give a shout out to the Lord and his grace and this gospel that we're talking about, that we together are far better together than we are apart with our resources and our time and our talents. And that's why the work at Harvest Call and and the missions that we can take on as we care for other people, 
is so powerful binding us together. So I just would encourage some that are listening or are going to say maybe that's not been my experience and they feel alone and and that's not what God wants and that's not what we want as a church. And so we all have to get out of our comfort zone. We all need to grow and reach out and and then enjoy, enjoy this community that we have in Christ. Uh, well said, Brother Ken. And, and maybe just in, in closing to maybe summarize these thoughts, my mind goes to a a visual picture of a of a puzzle of pieces together, you know, each piece beautiful in itself, um, but not complete. But when interlocked and when connected with others, and that takes effort, takes effort um, to connect with someone. It takes effort, even as we heard, for God's handiwork to sort of place us, to be allowing us to place us in the right position. You know, we, we find that in our local church. And, and so then the picture becomes more complete. And then when churches or individuals connect, what happens is, as you mentioned, not only do those individuals connect, but they bring churches along and there's potlucks and there's inviter friends. And then more groups of people come together. And then the picture becomes more and more complete. And God's love that we've heard about is more revealed uh, to others when, when, when we work together. And certainly that's, that's, I believe, what Paul was trying to encourage each one of us to do is to be considerate of the others and to work with others and to learn of others. Realizing, as, as, as we've heard, look, there's, there's ups and downs in life. Brother Craig shared about you know, a sister he met in Ohio that had some struggles in her family. And yet we can bear our burdens together and, and, and point to Christ who, who cares for each one of us. And when we do that and we have that connectedness, it's a wonderful vision, and it's a foretaste that, oh, that day will be when we're, we're in heaven above. So thanks to each one of you. encourage each one of you who are listening, as, as we've heard, to, to get to know your other brothers and sisters as much as you possibly can, that God has many blessings waiting for us. Thanks for listening. And if you have comments on Around the Table or ideas for future episodes, let us know. In AC Central, go to the Settings menu, select User Feedback, and when the web page opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church of America.